0: hey what's going on it's bill burr and it's time for the monday morning podcast for june 24th 2019 what's going on how are ya what's up how's everybody doing are you having a nice week well that's good that's good um i'll be i'm in a fucking melancholy mood i really am uh some bullshit going on you know so you get older, things happen to people that you love, and it fucking sucks. So, with that, we're going to plow through. <laughs> with that, we're going to plow through. We're going to plow through. We're going to bring the comedy through the pain. Getting on this jokester train. It's Billy. And he's got on his clown makeup. Um, Jesus Christ, I didn't realize the fucking shit i was gonna stir up telling that funny story about the club that didn't put me on and then everybody started going like you know that club i gotta tell you they, they do some things that are not exactly uh things that you might want to be doing to people so now i'm kind of glad i didn't go up there um but anyway i've been i've been working oh i've been working my new fucking 25 30 minutes that i got since i uh did the special not saying it's good not saying it's it deserves to be listened to by human ears but they have to because that's just how the game is played so uh i went up uh the hell was i i was at the uh i was at i'm not even gonna say the comedy clubs now because i don't want to get anybody in trouble but i was on stage And, uh, you know, the usual shit that happens now when you do a fucking comedy show is uh, everybody's having a great time. And then a younger white woman all of a sudden has has to fucking be offended by something. Right. So I was joking about that. And, you know, then lo and behold, I'm doing my set. And all of a sudden. This woman starts bitching about something. I go, ah, oh, the classic. There she is. The young white woman doesn't like the joke. The whole show has to stop. And she goes, I'm not white. You know, and the lights were in my eyes. I was like, well, you look white. I can't even see. You. I go, what are you? And she's like, I'm Asian. And She said it with a real attitude. I go, well, Jesus, oh, fucking relax. Stop acting like you're special. There's like six billion of you sitting here talking about yourself like you're a fucking albino alligator. Someone wants to make a bag out of... <laughs> to her credit, she laughed her ass off. Now, I know that was taken out of context when on a comedy club, you're listening to this at home or maybe at work and maybe they offended you and you need to hashtag something. Um, that was fucking funny. She was cool, though. Thank God. She ended up being cool. Um, but I tried out all my new shit and... Um, I I actually was down in the village afterwards and I've been working this abortion angle and I got pro choice people. I got them to give me an applause break on something that was not pro choice on the fucking issue, which made me feel great. And, um, just had a, uh, it was like the perfect night. And then Verzi and, uh, Bobby Kelly were there and we went, Oh my God, I got to tell this fucking story. So, Verzi gets a, like a box of fucking Cuban cigars, as did I. We both, a buddy of ours got us, oh shit, he doesn't even know this yet. He's going to know now. He got us this box of Cuban cigars and he, he sent us pictures going, what do you want? You want all Cubans or do you want this mix of Cuban cigars, right? So I'm like, well, I'll take the mix, you know? I'll take the whole uh, smorgasbord there, right? So, um, verzi i like verzi didn't know the same guy you know he's a buddy of ours he hit us both up and sent us and we you know he didn't have us on the same like text chain so neither one of us knew he goes dude i got a, I got the variety box i go did you get it from so and so he goes yeah and he goes great so i'll meet you down the cellar right and he goes i got cubans and we're all excited right i go down i do a couple two three sets i have a great set. verzi fucking murdered by the way verzi's going to be at laugh boston this weekend please go out and see this guy man Okay, fucking this guy's the real deal. And like he has turned a fucking corner and he is not the same comic when he headlines that he is when he's opening for me. Um, There's a whole other level that he goes to just because he has the time to really work ideas. And I'm so thrilled for him and uh, watching, you know, there's nothing I enjoy better than seeing a comic, you know all of a sudden they got like that growth they they turn the corner and all that you know inspires you to fucking try and push yourself and yada 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 and all that right so um anyway so we're gonna oh that also reminds me when we were sitting in the park bobby kelly was going jesus christ i had to go in after jessica curson and i was like oh man that's a tough oh that's a rough one he goes yeah he goes she can like she goes dude she's like three comics in one she can do voices And I even, I jumped on right there. I go, she can be big. She can just be standing there. She's got like every tool in the fucking toolbox. And by the way, oh, what a coincidence. All Things Comedy produced um, her upcoming uh, special along with Ian Edwards, another beast. So it was just a great night. So we're upstairs at the cellar, about ready to go over there. And uh, Bobby's into cigars too. And what you have to understand about Bobby Kelly is Bobby, when Bobby gets into shit, Remember when Tom Cruise was talking about Scientology and he was just like, "I fucking get into shit," you know? <laughs> Which is the reference we used on "F" is for family when 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 Vic Reynolds go, "I get into shit." That was a, a nod to him. Um, flying helicopters, whatever Tom Cruise does, you know, is a stunt to be done. Next thing, you know, they're duct taping him to the side of a fucking seven forty seven. I mean, lunatic, but in a good way because you you get to enjoy what the fuck they do, right? And um, uh, what was I going to say? So Bobby's the same way, right? He gets into shit. He fucking gets into shit. So he got into cigars. All right, I'm into cigars, but like I'm not like one of these fucking people, like you know. I'm not like a connoisseur, you know, I know about some cigars, but like any one of you out there could educate me on, on this is a Connecticut leaf and all of that. Mm, mm, I like those guys and they light them and they're like, going, oh, I'm taking hints of hints of chili pepper with a, with some chocolate of some chocolate aftertaste. It, it fucking drives me up the wall. Because, first of all, they know what the fuck they're going to say before they light. They lit it. They already took it. And it's like they're lighting it and they're already hearing, feeling hints of this and hints of that. Like they're this fucking five-star chef. Get the fuck out of here. All right? The only cigar I've ever lit where as I was lighting it, I was like, oh, my God. Was it any Cuban cigar I've ever smoked that was actually real? So, anyway, we're at the cellar and Fergie's like, I got Cubans. And Bobby's like, you got Cubans? Yeah. Or maybe I was excited. So Bobby's just sitting there, right? Like the fucking dawn of cigars. He's sitting there. You know, like when that guy in Goodfellas comes in and he has a problem with his restaurant. He's just saying, oh, well, what do you want me to do? What do I know about the restaurant? Right. So he, Verzi, I mean Bobby just goes, let me see him. So Verzi gives him the box. He glances at the cigars and immediately he puts he puts on his glasses and he lifts, he, he's looking on the side of the box. He's not looking at the cigars. And I immediately knew what he was going to do. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite thing. He put on his glasses that I swear to God looked like the windshield on a fucking motor scooter, each lens, giant fucking glasses. And that was not in a lit room was not enough. He then took the, the flashlight on his phone and puts it on the serial number and as he was doing in my head i'm like don't do this bobby please don't ruin the night before it begins and he looks at him he just and he just puts the box down shuts off the light takes off his glasses and looks at first he just goes these are fake <laughs> <laughs> and first going like "No." Nah. No, they're not. No, they're not. He goes, no, they're fake. He goes, every Cuban cigar, they come with the serial number. Bobby knew what the serial number was. And he's like, these are fake. Okay. So I'm fucking dying laughing. Verzi, Verzi's like, Verzi is like, he's like Santa Claus. You know what I mean? This is what you need to know about how big Paul Verzi's heart is. He, every year, no matter what the Knicks do, he still has hope the next season. He is. Verzi, Verzi is Christmas. The whole fucking year around, right? So Verzi's shoulders literally like slump. And we and I go, no, no, they're probably good Whatever we go to get the same. We're walking out. And I just look at Bob. I go, Bob, why would you do that? He's like, what? You, they do they fake. I go, that's, but Bob, I go, that's not how you do it. And he starts laughing. I go, this is what you should have done. You should have realized they were fake. And then what you do is just sit there, smoke them, tell them that they're good. And then in a couple weeks, show up, you know, to go smoke with the guy say by the way you know those uh, cuban cigars you had a few weeks ago and he goes yeah go by the way those were those weren't real they were fake and then you pull out and go but here's here's a real one okay and then you could educate him on the serial number and all that so bobby goes all right fair enough fair enough right and then verzi goes yeah dude i don't think these are fake he starts it back up again. Forever the hopeful Nick fan. He starts it back up again. And at that point, I go, all right, Paul, now, now I now I got to turn my back on you. Paul Sorvino, I got to turn my back on you. I, I tried to fucking stick up for the moment, and it's over. So then we ended up, go- we ended up going to that park right across the street from Joe's Pizza, uh, the one you see at the end of Ray Romano's. Amazing special, if you haven't watched it yet. So at that point, we were all just laughing. And... Uh, I was like, Bob, which one do you want? Do you want the Fohiba or the Fartigas? You know, basically using the Cuban names, but saying F for fake. And we were all just laughing. But they actually smoked good and they didn't taste that bad. And uh, then a buddy of ours ended up showing up. We had like the fucking best night sitting there smoking the cigar, looking at the ridiculously long line over at Joe's waiting for it to get small enough that we were going to go over there and get a p- slice of pizza and i i wasn't going to get a slice because i've been eating too many and i got to keep my girlish figure here for the for the motion picture all right i don't want my fucking <laughs> i don't want my fucking second trimester alabaster belly taken away from the true star of the show which is my mustache um so We just sat there the whole night and then we just started talking about how much money do you think Joe's is making and fucking, you know, how my dad always wanted to open a pizza parlor. Verzi wanted to open a pizza parlor and all that shit. We just sat there shooting the shit. And just I came in like it was like one of those things, classic great cigar where it was just like great cigar hang, I should say, before Bobby calls in, dude, it wasn't great. They were fake, dude. Dude, that conversation in the park had a serial number on it that wasn't real. That wasn't real conversation. We just said, we talked comedy. Um, that's what we we were talking about the sets and Bobby was talking about having to follow Jessica. And um, I don't know, just had like the greatest, the greatest fucking night. And uh, I don't know. It's why, you know, as much as a good time as I, I had, drinking booze for all those years i can kind of walk away from that because you know there's an inebriation obviously involved with boozing even if you just have a couple and a lot of great conversation is lost um but with cigar but even then i gotta i gotta go easy on the cigars this whole talk is making me want to smoke one right now but i will tell you last night i went out and i did uh big j's skank fest I never, you know so what's funny is I never really put that, to, I know what that word means, but I never, because it put fest at the end of it. Like, you can call something fuck fest, and when I showed up and there was an orgy there, I would still be surprised. Like, once, once fest is at the end of it, that the, the prefix is no longer a, a, a single word anymore. It's just the beginning of it, and it doesn't, doesn't even dawn on me. And I'm not saying that there was a bunch of skanks there, but it was just like, it reminded me the energy was like when you used to do those Opie and Anthony live events where it was crazy, maniacal fans with ridiculously awesome loyalty, and it was slightly scary. <laughs> so we went up there and we played... We did the goddamn comedy jam, and... uh I got to tell you, by the time I went up there, Josh Adam Myers, it looked like somebody had thrown him in an an above ground pool with his clothes on. He was absolutely drenched in sweat. I've never seen all these people, hardest working man in show business. I never saw anybody sweating like that. He was absolutely soaked. His shorts, his shirt, his hair, the whole fucking thing. He, He looked like a fucking, like I said, he looked like someone just threw him in a fucking pool and uh we went up there and i haven't had a lot of time to play on a kit because uh did i mention i'm doing a movie 550 times in this fucking thing all right bill we get it for once you're working as an actor um but i did i went out and i, I bought a uh, practice pad and i've been working on my hands there um trying to remember some shit that dave elich taught me and uh just doing that i think i played the best i've, I've played i mean I'm still saying i'm not saying it was good but um I wasn't nervous or anything, so of course I you play you do better if you, you weren't nervous, but uh I got to play Kickstart My Heart with old the teen idol sensation from the Opie and Anthony program, Joe DeRosa, came back out and sang Kickstart My Heart and it, it didn't dawn on me till afterwards when I left. I was like, wait a minute, I finally got to jam with fucking Joe DeRosa. And, uh, dude, the crowd was fucking insane. They were fucking insane. I don't know if you've seen some of the, the, uh, the clips from it, but like Bobby Kelly crowd surfed on at his, at a podcast. Bobby, these Cubans aren't real Kelly. (laughs) Um, anyway, uh, And then we played uh, Pantera, I'm Broken, a.k.a. Downtown Comedy Club. Downtown Comedy Club. Um, Which we don't even call it I'm Broken anymore. Now Josh goes, you want to do downtown? Yeah, we'll do downtown. And then Joey Roses is going to sing uh, Kickstart My Heart. And it was like, it was fucking awesome. I could barely hear the guitar and the bass, but uh, I was just sort of humming the song along. So, uh, you know. There was a couple of minor train wrecks in there that were my fault. But uh, I think overall, when I was on, I actually played it pretty good. So I was very excited about that. So then I I go to run out of there because there was no place to hang out. I mean, it was like it was a fucking free for all in the greatest sense. I think everybody there, you just walked in and had a backstage pass. I went to the green room. There was like 400 fucking people in there, it felt like. But honestly, it was probably like. I know upwards of 30 people in a room that comfortably would have held seven. (laughs) So, um, that was the only part, trying to figure out a place where I could stand and kind of think about, you know, the song so I didn't blow it. And, um, you know, I got to see some of, uh, Red Band's stand-up show downstairs. Uh, who the fuck did I see? Josh went up and did a set. Um, tony the show pony i got to see him he had a great bit about transgendered athletes and uh yeah i think that that was it so anyway afterwards and this fucking venue by the way jesus christ i mean you could have shot a horror movie in this place Um it was out of the seventies and literally nothing had been changed. I mean, we, we were in in the sober green room. We finally found one downstairs and what was hilarious. We walked in, there was one person there. (laughs) So we went in there and they had these, these round rounded like leather sort of cheap ass looking minimalist chairs. And I'm like, these literally look like they're from the set of like Mary Tyler Moore's apartment. Um, but anyway, we, had, we ended up having a great time. So I, I, do the, I do the show, right? Play Kickstart and Downtown Comedy Club, right? And I uh, had a great fucking time. I get off stage and I'm going to Uber, right? And I go outside and there's this lime green taxi sitting there as if I had already called it. I'm like, what a fucking perfect night, you know? I get to do Big Jay's fucking festival. I, I fucking jam with Joe DeRosa. I don't fuck up the songs too bad everything goes great and here's a cab waiting for me i said are you on and he's he's like yes right and i go to get in and I, he goes where are you going and i was like uh i'm going to uh 81st and third he's like 81st and third i go yeah in manhattan he's like manhattan yeah manhattan eight one and three i go yes manhattan i'm like yeah new york city Empire State Building, if I can make it there, right? And then I'm thinking like, oh, my God, we're in Brooklyn. He doesn't want to go all the way out there. He's a lime green cab. He's going to have to drive back empty. So I just, I fucking say to the guy, do you not want to go? And he goes, no, no, no. How how do you want to go? Midtown Tunnel, you want to take the Williamsburg Bridge? And I'm like, whatever you think is faster. You want to go Midtown, Williamburg? I go, whichever. 81 and 3. And I just go, dude, go fuck yourself. And I got out of his fucking cab. I knew what he was doing. But I had to commend it. The fact that in a second language, he still knew how to play dumb so he could get what the fuck he wanted. It was such passive aggressive horseshit. But I I, I have to commend him that it did work. Then he had the audacity as I'm standing there across the street waiting for my Uber. He was he was outside of his car, leaning on his car, just looking at me. Like like the guy that Clint Eastwood kills in a Western. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? You can just tell like this guy's just going to be a dick. I mean, maybe he was mad at me, but I I didn't overreact because I went to get out of his cab and I was waiting. No, wait, wait! And he didn't do it. He just let me get out. Fucking cocksucker. By the way, my temper is back in full force because I have not fucking gone to therapy and been able to talk about my. And, And the big thing about it's been helping me about the therapy is I'm always thinking in my head like, well, if I talk about this, then I have to go in and talk to her and say that I failed this week. Now I don't have that. I don't have the parameters, so I, I got I to gotta, I gotta get it back under control. Um, I mean, it does make for great stories here on the podcast, I imagine. This fucking guy said like nine times, 81 one and three. It's just like, dude, your, your entire country is better at math than some of our best students over here, okay? We got a couple of Asian free agents, but generally white people, you crush us in math. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. So anyway, I got a couple of days off here and um, I got to go to a barber and get this fucking mustache trimmed because it is like going to be hanging down below my bottom lip here. And I'm like, I, I can't do it. everything gets in it. I don't know how the fuck the level of commitment to having one of these fucking hipster fucking uh, Sam Elliott mustaches is uh, it's starting to get it's starting to wear on me. All right. Oh, billy dallas buyers club here is, has had it so i got you know i think i wrap the second week in august and uh i'm gonna clear it with the director and be like all right dude i'm gonna go home and shave this off are we cool because <laughs> it's gonna take me you know six to seven weeks to grow this fucker again um yeah i'm gonna go back to being billy Redface. i miss that guy um, did anybody watch the F one race? I actually caught caught it and I watched it in Spanish. And even in Spanish, I knew the fucking race was over the second Lewis Hamilton. You know, right as they it's a race to the first turn. And I'll tell you, I couldn't believe that that Lewis Hamilton had won the poll and Valtteri Bottas was in second place. It, it's unbelievable. I mean, I thought the other 90 weeks in a row that they've seemed to have done that was just a fluke. Dude, a a level of driver of Lewis Hamilton in the level of car that he's in and he's in the pole position and he gets the first turn. I can tell you this. Like, there's no point in watching the rest of the fucking race. How how they even, like, televised the race. They're not even showing Lewis Hamilton. They're not even showing the guy in first place. They spend the whole race showing, like... Fucking third, fourth, and fifth. Those people jockeying for position. That's where the racing is. Um, but it's still an incredible sport. But uh, I got to tell you, like, they, they need to... Uh, there's going to have to be something, something. They have to do something. All right? There's, there's got to be... that Something's got to give here where, like you know in hockey they got rid of the red line so you could have the stretch pass to somehow beat that fucking you know trap defense um which now is going to be can you beat a trap defense while they're running your goaltender and fucking cross-checking you in the teeth like those piece of shit st louis blues it's gradually going to come out because i wanted to be classy when they won um um filthy filthy fucking team but, you know, Bruins have had filthy teams. That's how I'm making my peace with it. Uh, but it just kills me. We should have run their fucking mediocre goddamn goaltender, which, by the way, now that you've had your parade, because I don't want to rain on your parade, now that it's gone, dude, that fucking horseshit where they would say, those guy's won more games than any other fucking rookie. That, that fucking guy, if we scored the first fucking goal, the guy let up 10 goals in two games and was pulled out of one game. Everybody fucking relax. Right, you got a Matt Castle situation. He gets traded to the hockey equivalent of the Chiefs 10 years ago. And that guy's a fucking sieve. Um, but having said that, congratulations on your cup. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> the fuck was his goals against 10 goals in two fucking games? Jesus fucking Christ. And they're just sitting there ball washing the guy. Um... He's the reason why they're winning. Oh, is he? I thought it was the fucking goons he had in front of him fucking taking runs at people and boarding everybody. I thought it was that. Call me crazy. Um, Anyways, where am I? Uh, Let's read some advertising here. All right. Oh, in good news, in better news here, uh, I was actually home. I was visiting. As I sort of alluded to, one of my friends is uh, gravely ill and uh you know that's never fun but i did go back and i met up with a bunch of my high school buddies who i've still been in touch with 30 some odd years and we we hung out and we were all talking about the hangover of when the nhl and the nba playoffs end because there's such high and they, they go oh god let's watch a baseball game it's boring i go no nah, put it on settle in settle in it's fucking great it's a great fucking game right and we happened to watch that red sox game where we were down four to nothing against the blue jays and we came back and won um seven to five in 10 innings ended up being a great game. And we were talking about the old days and all of that shit. And, uh, I read the next day in the Boston sports page, which I never get to read anymore. I think I have a subscription to both the globe and the Herald. I just don't ha- I can't remember my passwords. Um, um, they were talking about our coach. Was it Cora? Our, I'm, I'm so not a baseball guy right now. Our manager's decision. I guess we we brought a pitcher in and we walked somebody to get to a guy who was four for four for the night, and everyone was scratching their heads. But the pitcher we had was the guy had gone 0 for three lifetime against him, so everybody thought that he walked him because the four for four guy had never got a hit on our pitcher, and he's and our manager was like, "That's not why I did it." I did it because he was four for four, and it's almost you know it's really difficult to go five for five. So he was betting on the fact that all right, this guy got four hits, but there's no way he's getting five. <laughs> I never heard anybody do the math like that in baseball, and somehow it worked out. So um, I know we're not playing the greatest baseball, and the Yankees are, are absolutely on are on fire, and, and now they're and they weren't even playing with their best guys. So I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on that because as I keep mentioning the Yankees win it this year who they got as good a chance as anybody um like I said they will keep they they will have won at least one world series in 9 of the last 10 decades no yeah unbelievable that's unfucking believable to be that successful for that long and even as a Red Sox fan I have to give it up to you and congratulations to the Blues there's just a few things because I was just biting my tongue watching that fucking shit um because i didn't want to be the fucking sore loser but here i am two weeks later still fucking steaming over it um did you see what the bruins drafted to drafted a fucking six foot three 200 something pound fucking center i told you that's what we needed we didn't have that power forward to stand there in the slot that's what we needed so we were passing wing to fucking wing and that amazing patrick Waugh jr (laughs) He went from one post to the other. All right. Honey, today's show is brought to you by Honey, the easiest way to save money when you're shopping online. Honestly, before I found out about Honey, Honey, see the promo, honestly, before I found out about Honey, seeing the promo code box at checkout stressed me out. Yeah, anything on computer stresses me out. Honey will have you find... We'll we'll find you every coupon code, sale, or discount on over 20,000 sites like Amazon, J.Crew, eBay, Macy's, Sephora, Nordstrom, and more. Do you realize this is literally built for guys like me who are afraid of computers and can't figure out where, I mean, I can't even use the fucking stove, the oven. I figured out the stove, but the oven, I couldn't even figure out, I couldn't figure out how to raise the temperature. So then I had to do the math to be, all right, 25 minutes at 400. I can only get it to be the standard 350 here. What is that, like 32 minutes? Remember you just it's on, off, and it had the fucking numbers? It wasn't any easier than that. Why does it have to have a digital fucking code? You know why that is? It's because they just want to keep getting you to keep buying the next fucking thing. Remind me to talk about cardio machines after this read here. Honey will find you every coupon... Uh, sale or discount on over on over twenty thousand sites like Amazon, J Crew, eBay, Macy's, Sephora, Nordstrom, and more. We've got your back. So you might ask, how do I know Honey has my back? <laughs> uh, does it really work? Well, not only did Honey test over one billion promo codes last year, but it actually applied one hundred and eighty-five million sixty-seven thousand. No, sorry, yeah, one hundred eighty-five million sixty-seven thousand eighty-six working codes to people's orders that's a lot of real life savings yes it is not to mention over 10 million people are already saving with honey um and it has over 100,000 five-star reviews the google chrome store on the google chrome store thanks to honey now there's literally no stress when i see that promo code at checkout please interject personal experience of how honey has saved you i haven't used it yet i want to use it I got to get it. Where do I get it? Um, Look, there's no reason not to use Honey. It's free. It's fucking free. Which means the advertisers are giving them money. These people that you're going to buy from, they take the fucking hit. Right? Is that how it works? To just bring all of us there. Uh, It's free to use and easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. Never overthink the promo code again. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash burr. That's joinhoney.com slash burr. Honey online savings simplified what do we got here oh look who's here it's hymns hymns you've heard us talking about hymns and how they are helping guys look their best if you haven't yet it's time to see what they're all about 66 percent of men start losing their hair by age 35 hey once you've noticed thinning hair it can be too late is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards any bald spots yet the best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. It's time to get a handle on those precious locks. Do you, want to, do you want a bald spot to pop up on your hairline to... Wait. Do you want a bald spot to pop up or your hairline to recede? Or do you want to do something about it first? From my personal experience, it's better to have a receding hairline than to be losing it in the back. You lose it in the back, you're going to meet in the middle, in the middle of your head. That's the way it's going to go uh for if you lose it in the front you can kind of just keep uh combing it forward for a while and look like you're in a fucking cover band for the beatles but do you really want to do that why don't you just go to for a one-stop shop for hair loss skin care sexual wellness for men no more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines for hymns connects you to real doctors online which could save you hours Completely confidential and discreet answers. A few quick questions a doctor will review. And if they determine it's right for you, you can uh, can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Get the hair loss treatment everyone is talking about. Featured in GQ, Men's Health, Esquire, and Playboy, to name a few. My listeners can get started with the Hims Complete Hair Kit for just 5 bucks right now while supplies last and subject to doctor's approval. I don't know what that means. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy or somewhere else. Go to forhims.com slash burr. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash burr. That's forhims.com slash burr. You know what I'm actually fascinated with? Um, Rock bands. All male rock bands where nobody loses their hair. You know what I mean? That can't be real. Somebody must have done it for hims. You know, you look at Aerosmith. They all got their hair. You look at the Rolling Stones. They all got their hair. Keith was starting to lose it. You know, he we started wearing the bandanas. And then we got Johnny Depp doing the fucking uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Because of that, going, this guy's dressing like a pirate. I think he was doing the LeBron James. He was wearing the fucking headband. And then, I don't know, I just saw him recently, and he he got it back. He looked like he had a fucking decaying bird's nest on his head for a long time. And being the fact that he was a smoker, I was really concerned for him, you know? When he was fucking lighting it up, you know, if all of a sudden, one of the the ambers there, you know? Like how, like those, those L.A. fires, the ambers will float over other houses and just fucking, unfortunately, land on somebody else's house. And someone's sitting there across the street looking at three houses that burnt down and their whole blo- their whole fucking side of the block is fine. It's like a tornado. We got it, Bill. All right, Butcher's Box. This month, Butcher Box is offering free bacon for life. Sign up now and you'll get one package of the best tasting bacon free in every box for you. Can you imagine me in the Rolling Stones and you don't lose your hair? And you got great fucking hair. It's just like, you know... You got to be thinking, what did I do in a past life? This much butch- butcher's box is offering free bacon for life. Sign up now and you get one package of the best tasting bacon free, free in every box for life, for the life of your subscription. Butcher box bacon is whole 30 approved, uncured, nitrate and sugar free. Right now, new members will get a package of bacon for free in every box for the life of your subscription. Plus, you get $20 off your first box. Oh, this is all of this stuff is my favorite. Out of everybody who's advertised. Every month, Butcher Box delivers 100% grass fed and grass finished beef, free range organic chicken, and my favorite, heritage breed pork, the best pork chop I've ever made, and wild Alaskan salmon directly to your door. The incredible quality of Butcher Box meat starts with the commitment to humanely raise animals that are never fed antibiotics or hormones before they get whacked like Joe Pesci and fucking Goodfellas. Did we mention it's delivered right to your door? Choose from four curated boxes, including a mix of high-quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage breed pork, or customize your own box so that you can get exactly what you and your family love. ButcherBox also has wild-caught Alaskan salmon, sockeye salmon. What did you call me? I just said Alaskan salmon. I thought you called me a sockeye salmon. And ButcherBox bacon that is sourced from heritage breed pigs and is uncured nitrate free and sugar free by the way if you didn't know what heritage breed pork uh, pigs are they can trace their bloodline back to europe these are purebred pigs the best of the best when it comes to pork all right they ain't the bastardized version over here like me where i'm you know i'm german irish scottish dutch french right I think I got a little English in there. I don't know what the fuck it is. No, these are 100% European fucking pigs. I don't know what they do to the European pigs over there. I don't know if it's the fucking DJ music, you know, the house music they listen to. I don't know what the fuck it is. The EDM, but they just taste better than uh, the ones over here that are, are are listening to our shit. You know, my favorite cut is, uh, obviously the pork chop, without a doubt. Heritage bread pork. There's no easier way to get high quality meat. You can trust. There's no commitment. And you can cancel at any time to receive $20 off your first box box and a package of free bacon in every box for the life of your subscription. Go to butcherbox.com slash Burr enter Burr at checkout. Go now. It's a limited time offer. Good Lord, everybody. Is there anything more American than a package of free bacon in every box, whatever subscription you have? All right, let's talk cardio machines because that's what I've been doing. And, um, This friend of mine was claiming there was a new cardio machine where he's burning way more calories than you do on an elliptical at the same amount of time. And it just dawned on me. I was just like, that's just sort of like the scam with cardio equipment is that once people buy something, they're so fucking expensive it's like they're not going to... You know, my mother bought a fucking Nordic track in the late 80s. She's still using it. Still works up a sweat and all of that shit, right? She got it for my dad. He never fucking used it and she uses it, right? So... The thing about that game is is in order to get people to buy again, you have to, you have to somehow come up with some sort of device that is... It's burning more calories in a shorter amount of time all right and the thing about that is it just it just says enter your age enter your weight and uh, uh what else there's something else i don't know what the fuck it is and then it just says oh you burn this many calories it's like don't you need more information than that i don't have a fucking science background obviously i'm not a personal trainer obviously hey right But isn't like, what are you, what the fuck are you doing? I think they just fudged the fucking numbers to drive the market. So I just looked up, I just looked up cardio machine scam. And I found this fucking article. First of all, first of all, was funny was most of them were trying to sell you cardio equipment. And this article that I ended up reading, this guy was breaking down all all the ways why those things are just, they're not accurate. Because it's basically like if some if i was to get on a cardio machine in the shape that i'm in and work out at at a certain level like it's it's going to be challenging to my body type right if someone else of like the exact same whatever proportions as me who on paper we are the same but they they have more like athletic dna or whatever and they barely break a sweat they're gonna say that they fucking burn the same thing like everybody's like different you would need you would need so much more fucking information and i really just feel like the whole fucking thing is a scam i'm not saying cardio machines are bad i'm just saying buy one and if it still fucking works don't get suckered into buying something else this guy wrote a whole article just on elliptical machine saying it's the most useless thing and that's the one that i use and he was saying that they're absolutely fucking useless because at least this Stairmaster is something you can apply in real life, walking upstairs or going up a fucking hill. Um, a rowing machine, you know, for when you take your, your, your fuck, the love of your life around a lake. I don't know who the fuck rows anymore. If you're escaping Alcatraz, you know, and you made a fucking dinghy out of a fucking pair of pants and some shirts that you tied together. Um, What else? But like, yeah, an elliptical, like unless like, I got, I don't know what, your you cross-country ski? I have no fucking idea um i don't know what the point of any of that was oh the point was that my my buddy was going you got to get on this thing it burns way more calories and i'm just you know being a pessimistic son of a bitch is isn't the greatest thing in life but like it does prevent you from going out and falling for shit like that it's like how do they know how the fuck do they know what the fuck you're burning you just tell them your age and your weight they don't know how much of that is fat how much of that is muscle you don't have to say how tall you are on most of them, right? So you have a little fat fuck and then a tall skinny guy and they're trying to say that they burn the same calories. You know? The fatty's almost dying and an old stretch over there, he's barely breaking a sweat. Dad, I don't have to tell you. All right, let's, uh, let's do some of the reads here for the week. How much time have I done here? It's the only thing I don't like about this new fucking one. It's difficult to figure that out. All right, 41 minutes in, okay. Whoopi and Bella Thorne from a lady. All right, so last week I was talking about Whoopi's response to this uh, this celebrity who had sent some naked photos to her boyfriend and they were on the cloud and some asshole got him and he tried to blackmail her and then Whoopi was just like, well, what the fuck are you doing that for? You're famous. And I was like, that's exactly what my mother would have said. Uh, hey, Billy Bald Cunt. This is from a lady. I love when the ladies write in. Um, the thing about... Th- What Whoopi said is that I think Thorne realizes she made a mistake. Whoopi just jumping in like, hey, dumbass, that was dumb. I'm older and smart. Oh, I'm older. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. You're throwing a little shade her way. And smarter than you, you shouldn't have been so dumb, isn't helpful. That's not what she said. That's not what she said. All right, she goes, if I went swimming and lost a foot to a shark, you know, that's a great comparison. I think that you know, uploading naked photos of yourself that somebody black and you look fucking great by the way. I didn't see him, but like I saw Joy Behar was going like if I had a body like that, I'd fucking be plastering around the subway. I love Joy, by the way. I got to work with her on crashing, she's fucking hilarious. Um She goes, If I went swimming and lost a foot to a shark and the paramedic just comes up and says, Hey fuckhead, you should have known sharks are in the ocean. I'm not gonna check if you're right." Just need you to know you're an idiot. I fucking realize I made a mistake. You don't need to publicly chastise me. Alright, that 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 right there. First of all, what you're saying, Whoopi said, she didn't say. And then this this comparison is not the same thing. Okay? A paramedic's job. Is to come up to you if you're bleeding, is to stop the bleeding to get you to the doctor's at the hospital while you're still alive. That's his job. Whoopi's job is not to make this person feel better. Okay? And she didn't say, hey, dumbass, that was dumb. I'm older and smarter than you. You shouldn't be so dumb. That's not what she said. Okay? And the the thing about you fucking people, about people in general, is You know, when you fuck up in life, if somebody doesn't hold your feet to the fire, speaking of feet, you're not going to learn anything. If people are just constantly coddling you, all right, you don't learn anything. And then secondly, this is a famous person. Famous people are not people. They are just things that people use to get through 10 minutes of their fucking day on a radio show or a fucking blog that they don't feel like doing that day. So part of being in the public eye is getting trashed, all right, at the fucking pathetic level that I'm at, all right? I I literally, I stopped reading comments on social media years ago. Because it's literally, it's like 80% negative. That's basically what happens. All right? But what I liked about what Whoopi said was it was old school parenting. All right? Yeah, you fucked up. Just because you fucked up doesn't mean you deserve a hug and somebody cries on your shoulder. I'm not saying that you don't deserve that. Okay? But somebody also needs to like, you know... If, if you're just like, oh my God, this happened and I'm a victim and somebody just goes, yeah, that's so terrible. Oh my God. I hope you're okay. Like, what did you learn? If you take a jump shot at the end of the game when there was a guy underneath and you missed the fucking shot and everybody boos you. And then you're in the locker room crying. Is the coach not supposed to bring up that there was a guy open underneath that had a way higher percentage of a shot next time you get into that fucking situation? You know? I will say this. What she didn't do in the end was what a a great coach would do is after he gave you shit for fucking up, he would then build, don't worry, you'll get him next time, but blah, 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 blah. All right? I, I will give you that she didn't do that. But it was refreshing to have somebody like hold somebody fucking responsible for their fucking actions. I mean, it was a little ridiculous that you're just going to fucking. That you're going to do something like that. I don't know. She is younger. I don't fucking I don't I don't know. But I mean, I don't listen. I'm I'm not even saying Whoopi was right. All I knew is it it made me miss my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what'd you do that for, you idiot? She always used to do that you know well that's what you get for climbing a tree i mean you got to hang on all right saturday dear billy uh linguini Istix. uh greetings from rome oh one of my one of the great trips i ever took you're constantly emphasizing the oh add and saturday with a boston accent is that from something Or is it just how Boston drunks talk when they're Boston-level drunk? Uh, Love your music choices. Well, that's Andrew. That's not me. Andrew makes uh, the music choices. Um, Oh, say. I'm going to come over there on say. Um, it's It's an exaggeration of Saturday. And there's some people who say Saturday. That's what it is. Why don't you come over on Saturday? We'll figure it out. You know, it's like really a harder Boston accent. So me and my buddies being living in L.A. and missing the Boston accent exaggerated to the point that it became "say." But it's my much is Saturday. My mother-in-law came over this past Saturday. And she was in rare form. Um, that's where it comes from. It just comes from. Um, well, it really it comes from. Yeah, being there and then also watching Steve Sweeney making fun of the Boston accent. And uh, when all of us comics from the Boston scene all ended up in L.A. at the same time, um, that was, you know, it was, you know, it was a fucking culture shock to go from Boston all the way out to L.A. It's just so fucking different. Um, Both great cities. And I love both of them but we were young and we just you know we didn't know anything our whole lives were spent in Massachusetts New Hampshire Maine all of these guys that I moved out there with roughly the same time so the way we dealt with homes being homesick is we hung out with each other and uh as we were starting to lose our boston accents like as much as I still have one it's it's not it's not even remotely what it used to be i have a very soft boston accent if you can believe that um So someone would be, like, going, um, yeah, we just say something like that. Would be like, uh, yeah, dude, I got to wash my car today, and blah, blah, blah. Wash your what? And they'd be like, car, what? And he'd go, car! That's what we do. So we'd always, like, when we heard somebody pronounce an R, we would just, I don't know why we would do that. It was fucking stupid, but uh, um, I remember one of the hardest laughs I ever had when I was out there in L.A., We were doing time in this now defunct, the L.A. Cabaret. I can't remember what the fuck it was called. It was this way out in the valley. Um, This fucking uh, comedy club. It was in this strip mall. I forget what it was called, but we were out there. And Bob Marley uh, was on stage. And he was talking about moving across the country uh, with his wife. And uh, he was telling the story, and like there was like eight people there, and like seven of them were comedians. It was ridiculous. It was like nobody there, and he was standing there, and he was going, "Yeah, when we moved across country, and he goes, we took a fucking," and he jumped up in the air, (laughs) jumped up the air, and landed in the squat position. He goes, "We took a fucking ride up." you know the rider truck and it was just so silly and ridiculous and we were all so frustrated that we weren't getting good stage time and a lot of us thinking what the fuck had we done that we just fell out laughing and i it was funny like he did that well over 20 years ago and i never forgot it and to this day when i drive down the street and i see uh they're not yellow anymore because the fucking idiots in the world trade i believe they switched them to white whenever i see one i always think of that every time it's just a joke that keeps giving um all right Dealing with parents. Hey, Bill, love the podcast and your stand-up. Sorry you had a bad experience at the airport last time you were here in India. Hope you come again sometime. I didn't. I didn't have like a bad. I had a terrifying experience because I didn't think they were going to let me out. Um, anyway, they put the s there. I'm 18 and recently got accepted in a well-respected engineering college. You see exactly eight one. You know what the fuck I'm talking about uh in india Uh, but i don't want to follow that career i want to be a mechanic that's cool man being a mechanic is fucking cool i contacted and scored an internship at a huge customs garage in mumbai dude that's a fucking no-brainer the problem is my parents oh jesus they are forcing me to go to engineering schools as it is safer choice according to them they want me to take up computer science My father brings one of his successful friends home every day and together they try to convince me. My parents are not bad people and I believe they did a decent job raising me and have always supported me, but this time they just won't listen. How do you think I should talk to them and explain my passion about cars and machines? Also, would like to know your thoughts on Max Verstappen. Thanks. Um, Dude, you got to follow your heart. And sometimes your parents, you know, uh, what I've learned is uh, being a parent the short amount of time that I have is that there's an unbelievable amount of fear. The fear, if this is possible, almost a, is bigger than the love. you It's like, because, it's because you love them so much that you, this fear that something bad is going to happen to them. So, what they're worried about is they they know that you know you're going to outlive them, right? So they're worried. They just want to know that you're going to be okay after they're gone. So that's where they're coming from. If that helps you understand it more, and maybe you can come and listen. I know that you guys are worried about my future, and you know, I you know I, I get that or whatever, and just like. You want me to be happy, right? This is what's going to make me happy. I absolutely love this. I have a passion for this. I would do this for free. And I know I'm going to be good enough with the great, you know, genes that I have from you guys that I got accepted to engineering school that like I can apply this, not the the brains that you gave me to this thing. And I'll be one of the best guys out there. Just talk yourself up. But I, I think you might have to go through a couple years of their disappointment until they see the success And I think that's just something someday that you guys will laugh about. And um, if they never do find it funny and they never quite get that that's what you like, then then they're just going to have to fucking, you know, it's just one of those things. That, you know, your parents aren't going to like everything that you're doing. But if you like it, as long as you're not just, you know, I'm not talking about doing heroin. It's just something that they're going to have to fucking accept. That's all um also would like to know so definitely follow your heart all right follow your heart man cuz i think i think building custom cars and everything is just fucking amazing also what do you want to know your thoughts on max verstappen thanks uh i love the guy i think um you know if he wasn't driving for red bull i mean there's a lot of guys if they had you know where the fuck did botas come from i mean he was good and everything all of a sudden he gets a mercedes and he's like the second best guy out there it's just like mercedes throws so much money at the cars i mean what do you think max verstappen would be doing if he was riding in a fucking mercedes i think he would have way more podiums and way more wins i think he's an incredible driver and he, i think he's he's gonna be if he can if he can get with a team that has the fucking money not like Red Bull is totally poor, but I feel like they're a distant third but behind Mercedes and Ferrari. Even though they're they're doing better than Ferrari this year. Uh, as far as I know, I've been kind of busy. But uh, I think if, if he was driving a car equivalent of that, same thing as Daniel Ricciardo. I think there's a lot of guys out there that could be, which is a shame. And then you could really see some incredible racing. And I got to be honest with you. I don't know if they need to make the tracks fucking wider or what. But they got to do something where these guys actually have an opportunity to pass each other. Because, you know, I watched 17 to 19 laps of that 50-something lap race. And I just kept looking at the distance between Botas and and Lewis Hamilton. It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it got up to close to six seconds. It's like, I'm not fucking watching this. I got my kid. I'm going to go take my kid to the park. Forget it thought i was going to see a race here it's you know it's just you you can't compete with it but i think obviously if max verstappen was was riding for like driving for like a mercedes or something like that i mean i can't imagine what he's doing i love him i think he's great And he also he has balls too he seems mature beyond his years he's not intimidated by the press he's he's got a little of that kimmy raken in him you know i like him i I think i'm a huge fan of his All right, feminist question. Hey, Billy Badass, love the show. I enjoy hearing you and the lovely Nia on the podcast. Your relationship dynamic is similar to mine. We are also an interracial couple, myself, being a black woman. Uh, Me and and boyfriend have been together for about five years and have different approaches to life. My passion and career are one and the same. I'm constantly trying to move up and make more. My boyfriend just works for money. He indulges his passions in his free time, i.e., making music. He doesn't really pay attention to how much he makes. Uh, Now that we're talking about getting married, friends and family don't like the fact that I am more ahead in my career and feel he should pull his weight more. Exactly, exactly. You see that? You see that? All the feminists out there listening to this shit? I'm telling you. There's that fucking thing out there. You know, it's like if a guy isn't bringing home the bacon he's like he's just an adult teenager what what are we doing here you can't make a baby you have an ingredient but you know got the easy bake oven there so what are you doing you got to make money um my only problem with and she says my only problem with that is the situ if this if the situation was reversed and he was making more than me no one would care because he's a man exactly sometimes i wish he made closer to what i make make But it isn't a priority for me in a relationship. What are your thoughts on this? Love the show and go fuck yourself. Well, I don't think there is a problem with it. Inherently, what the problem is, is when you get pregnant and you have to go on leave, what kind of sort of financial situation that puts you in. Because for some reason, I'm assuming you live in the United States, is we don't give a shit if a woman's pregnant we're like all right well you just dropped off keep the caravan moving um you know there's some countries they get upwards of six weeks off they also pay like 90 percent taxes that's the part that they don't talk to you about um i um i agree with everything you're saying like if it was flipped they wouldn't say anything about you you know sometimes listen if you love the guy fucking marry the guy uh, you know if he's going to be a good dad and all of that shit and you know if this is the dynamic then uh, make sure he doesn't blow all the money he's making on music don't squirrel away your money save your fucking money so that when you're having kids you know it won't be a problem and then have a number of kids that is uh conducive to the money that you're making i think you can work it out you know and don't forget to be nice to each other. All right? I know that sounds easy, but you know, you can just sort of just fucking start taking somebody for granted. You'd be surprised how much a little back rub goes either way, you know? I'm telling you. All right. The girl guys want to fuck but never want to date because of big boobs. Okay. So where the fuck is this one going? All right. Um, Hey, Bill and Nia, I just turned 29 years old on the 19th, and although I should be feeling great, I've been a little bit down about myself as of recently. I ended a five-year relationship three years ago where I was a lot heavier. I thought my boobs were just bigger because of my weight. I've lost 50 pounds since then, and I look and feel great. However, the boobs never left me. I've been on dates with some guys, but nothing has really come of it. A lot of them just wanted to hook up, And that's not really my style for the first few dates. I try to dress as modestly as I can. I grew up in a strict Catholic household, so I try not to show as much cleave as possible. Uh, It's really hard dressing comfortably without looking like a church choir singer and dying of heat stroke. Uh, Parentheses, I live in Arizona. Uh, My girlfriends and I met up for lunch a few days ago. I'm the only single friend without kids in the group. Um, And you know what? I bet a lot of them envy you on a lot of days. So before you get too down on yourself. uh, There's this one lady in the group who no one ever really likes inviting because she's negative and self-proclaimed blunt. A.K.A. says rude ass things just to say them. They don't even make sense. Oh, yeah. You guys say, yeah, you get blunt. I would have used a different word that rhymes with blunt. Uh, Anyway, the subject came up of me seeing someone I mentioned how it's nothing serious the girl then goes on this rant about how my boobs make me look like a girl's guys just want to want to fuck but never want to date she said that she's pointed out that they make me look easy and a fun time girl she said girls with smaller boobs get taken more seriously because guys get to know her her personally with boobs in her face they cannot yeah she's jealous of you Also, they don't want to worry about their friends staring. I brushed it off at first just thinking she was being a bitch. But the more I think of it, the more it bugged me and kind of made sense. Is this true? No. No, it's not even remotely true. That's a cunt. She's a cunt. All right. And your friends just sat back and just let her say that. I got to be honest with you. This sounds like you're one of those real housewife dynamics that I watched my wife watch. And where I'm just like, why the fuck would anybody hang out with a person like that? Somebody just said something like that. To, you don't you don't work that out. The fact that she said that and was that fucking rude in public and not thinking about your feelings whatsoever and said it in front of all your friends. Dude, fuck her. And in a lot of ways, fuck your friends. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I really should have Nia here for this because that comes into that fucking female shit where you guys are just, you guys are rude and mean to each other on a fucking level that is just like, I don't even get, I, I think it's because you guys don't solve shit physically the way guys do, you know, or the threat. Because with the guy, there's always that thing in the back of their head where you're thinking like, this this person could fucking punch me in the face if I go too far here. I got to watch what I'm going to say. And the fact that you guys don't have that, I, you know... I don't know. Um, that made me feel really sad for you. None of that is fucking true, all right? Guys who just see you for your boobs and just want to fuck you—that's you know your boobs can actually help you because it can help because there's other guys out there. They just there's just many people just want to fuck somebody else. They just want to fuck them. You know what I mean? If you got the boobs, you can see where they're looking, right? So you can you can speed date. Your titties are helping you out. You know, I just. Stay single until you meet somebody that is worthy of you not being single. All right? And I like the fact that you don't hook up for a couple, two, three dates. That's a good fucking thing. And I would really just, you know, go out there and ask the questions you want to ask. And, you know, when you start getting the answers you're looking for, that's the person that's worthy of your time. All right? Don't hang out with any more blunt fucking people. What a cunt. Um, Ugh. People can't handle me because I just say things. You now, you're a cunt. All right. Finally pushed back against sociopaths. Uh, I'll spare you all the wonderful praise and whatnot, as you probably get the point considering I listened to the podcast. Uh, I threw hot wax into the face and suit of the sociopath, which has fucked with me and abused the friends slash lovely ladies in my world. Threw hot wax. Is that some young way of saying that you you verbally trash this person are we talking literally hot wax i'll start by painting a picture of the guy imagine a grizzled looking flannel wearing stocky guy with a shitty grin standing about six foot this guy is always such a cunt in every imaginable way he's incredibly charismatic and that's what gets you he's always sounds so kind and loving but underneath That is a manipulative asshole of the highest degree. Well, congratulations to you for figuring that out. Uh, Tell that to his various exes, which he's done the following to them. Insult, beat, watch them slit their wrists on a FaceTime call while not intervening at all, and then bragging about it to his friends. Jesus Christ, the list goes on and on. A favorite quote of mine from him is, I enjoy making her feel worthless sounds like he's in, in in the company of men. You ever seen that movie? Uh, this fucker is deranged. Yet every month I hear the same shit from everyone. He's been a, a lot better recently. Or he's improving or whatever else. Bullshit. People have been saying the same thing for months, if not years. And I'm sick of it. What is worse is that he'll slip in the fact that he has epilepsy in every possible scenario he can. Yes, it's a horrible condition... But all he does is talk about his seizures from the past to garner sympathy points. Yeah. Okay. This guy is fucking. I, I will say the best thing. He is interesting. Uh, actual encounter starts here. Dude, I, I couldn't be around this guy because I wouldn't want to kill this guy. This is the, we're closing with, uh, with two cunts. One female, one male. Imagine if the, the two of them had a fucking kid. Jesus. Actual encounter starts here. I was at the prom with my girlfriend and decided to sit down with her. During my time walking through, I decided to pick up a little candle to hold for her. And I, just because, her and I, and just because, why the hell not? It provides a bit of warmth. A minute or so after I sat down with her, the cunt walks over and stands in front of me, bends down, and blows it out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'm starting to like this guy. What a fucking dick! I'm just laughing because I'm not a. Mo- if I was you, dude, I would. I. 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 I, I was wondering how you were going to justify throwing hot wax. Now I'm. Ex- I'm excited now. He go. He walks over and blows it out in front of your girlfriend. Oh my god, I'm not sure what snapped in me maybe it was the years of him being demeaning to me and my close friends and what but i just took the candle and splashed all the hot wax in it on his tuxedo and face pretty much just throwing the shit on him oh my god please describe how much he screamed obviously i now look like a fucking wacko so i went to the bathroom with him and spent the next 15 minutes picking the shit out of his hair and i why did you do that but I was, parenthesis, and am happy nonetheless. Dude, you fucked me out of his reaction. I wanted to hear him scream like a girl. Then you could have been Joe Pesci. You hear that? Is that a little girl down there? Um, why the fuck am I the only one who will stand up to this piece of shit? The amount of times I've told them to not be physical with smaller children because they'll learn from that is unbelievable. Was what I did warranted at all? Well, if what you're saying is true, absolutely. What wasn't warranted is you cheating me and my listeners out of his fucking reaction. I hate that you went to the bathroom and helped him out. God, this guy's got to be a good looking son of a bitch. (laughs) Well, the obvious answer is no. All he did was blow your candle up. No, 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 no. I'm agreeing with you. Dude, this guy's so manipulative. He has you questioning what you did. Um, let's look at the bigger picture he's physically and mentally abused my friends me and his former partners with little or no consequences thus far the boy has to be put in his place at one point or another thoughts regarding my retarded actions Um, I think you need to buy some more candles or stop hanging out with the guy I love that you did it I hate that you didn't describe his scream and I also hate that you helped him pick it he should have left him in the fucking bathroom to pick it out himself and when he came over and been like what the fuck just be like what you should have just said, you know, what was his quote? Um, I in, I enjoy making her feel worthless. Just be, I'm sorry, but I just enjoy making you feel worthless. Give him a taste of his own medicine. Um, meanwhile, cut this guy out of your life, just like the previous woman. There's people, there's no reason to hang out with people like this. And there's two reasons why people do this. They either grew up with that sort of dysfunctional behavior, so it seems normal to them. So as much as you leave your parents' house going, you know, I'm not fucking repeating that. You gravitate towards the exact same abusive shit or you had such a wonderful loving home that you go out there like a babe in the woods and when you, you're you just not even ready. It's like when they take an animal from one part of the world and it, it sticks it into a, a different part of the world and it doesn't know what predators to look out for and it's dead in the jungle within fucking three minutes. Um, anyways, I love that you threw wax on him. Good, good, good for you. Good on you. All right. I'm not advocating anything like that, but uh, I'm glad that you did it. But, um, you know, so I can cover myself in case of lawsuit. But that was phenomenal. I wouldn't have helped him. I actually got satisfied, satisfaction out of that. That was what was missing from that previous woman's story. You know, she should have dumped her fucking wine all over that fucking, you know. The chick with the small tits. Fucking ragging on her big tits. All right. Anyways, that's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves and I'll check in on you on Wednesday.